You're listening to the Not-So-Black-And-White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Good day, good day, good day. It's your host, Sir Colin Campbell here with Gary A. McGowan, and you're tuned into the Not-So-Black-And-White Real Estate Boss Podcast. We're at the bus conference right now in Toronto. It's a lot of buzz happening. All the top realtors are here. You know, we're exchanging ideas and a familiar face is sitting in the seat right now. The king of real estate, none other than Daryl King. Thanks, Welcome. Brother. Welcome to the Happy podcast. Happy to be here with you two lovely boys. Yes. Here we go. Right? Yes, yes. You know, I, I gotta tell you, I see a lot of podcasts, but I'll tell you, these guys have knocked it out of the park. You know, I have my own podcast, sharing of the mindset. Nice. And, um, you know, their setup they have here is so professional. The black and white, you know, it's non-branded, and they got the big smiles, and, and the equipment they have here is, they can have four speakers here, or three, or two, or one. Or uh, none. Or, or, well, none, then we have nothing. Yeah, we have to have something, That's it. right? So, you know, if you get an opportunity and they get invited, I would tell you to come on, because it's, it's all about collaboration, it's not about brands, Yes. and, you know, we all compete, but you compete against yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's that's the good thing about being at the buzz here because we have all the different brands, different speakers from every brand, and it's not it's not about that. It's just about collaborating, sharing your knowledge, and you know, Virginia and and the, the Buzz Gang they do a terrific job. Her and Richard, uh, I think what they have going here is a great concept, and I really like the liberty here because. You have this big platform for all the you know people that want to market and advertise, and then the speakers over on the other side, yep. where the last place was a little harder for noise and stuff like that. So this is a great place to be at. Some incredible, credible team leaders and brokers and everything else. Even my broker's here. I know he's, he's speaking later on today. Yes. So... You know, I'm happy to sit here with you guys. I was supposed to be on in the morning, but I, I would have missed all of the show. So now I'm now yep. I'm, I'm here, and uh, you know, I've had over you know 30, 30 successful years of selling real estate. And you know, did you know that I have received the Pinnacle Award? No, what is the I'm Pinnacle Award? I'm one of two can Canadians to receive the Pinnacle Award no from way. Keller Williams. No way. Yes. Wow. Right, because there was only twenty of them in North America, I think, uh -huh. in a year. And I'm one of two Canadians to receive it. Congratulations. Right. I, you know what? I do remember That's hearing that yes. from, from our mentor and, mm -hmm. and a, a longtime friend of yours, uh, Marvin Alexander, yes. the founder yes. of the Brokers at Mellon yes. Owens. Yeah. yeah. So in 2014, they rewarded me that award. Wow. So, you know, to get recognized, because you have to be number one in 20 different categories to receive that award. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're head and tails over, you know, whatever you go. Yes. So, you know, it was a real honor, you know, and I got to speak at family. I went to a family. family reunion, and, yes. And, you know, Mr. Uh, the Big Boss there. I met okay. with him a few times. And I got to speak on stage there and stuff like that. So it was very cool, right? So let me ask you this, Daryl. Uh, in an industry where, like you rightfully said, it can be very competitive, uh, why are you constantly going to conferences like this where you're collaborating more and you collaborate I think you collaborate more with people than they even know because they just see the industry as so competitive but if we know the successful ones they collaborate more tell us more about well, that it's real easy you know you being the broker owner yes. right and you being the voice 
right? <laughs> no, so, <laughs> no, but it's true. Yeah. Yes. So, so the difference is, listen, we're all the same. Yes. No matter what. There's 70,255 agents in the Toronto Real Estate Board. And the worst thing to do is to pit yourself against the other agents, mm -hmm. right? I, I come from a very simple family. I mean, I grew up in uh, Toronto. We were a very humble family. We lived in a little bungalow, a wartime bungalow, mm -hmm. built in the 50, I think 1950 exactly. It was 1,200 square feet, you know. All the, all the homes in Etobicoke, a lot of Toronto were wartime houses. So we came from a very simple family. My father worked very hard. He had two jobs, you know, and I, I started with paper routes. You know, I had the largest paper route in Toronto, you know, because I liked nice clothes back then. I used to caddy, cut grass, shovel show. And it gave me money that I could buy my own clothes that, because my mom used to dress as the same. So that was working all by myself, just trying to do it. But I learned from a, a young age in this industry that, you know, I can do so much more, that's why I have a team, mm. you know. So you can only do so much yourself. So by collaborating with all the agents, like my father always said, to treat everybody like family, mm -hmm. right? So that's why I have a program called the Royal Treatment. And, you know, he would give the shirt off his back if someone needed it. Mm -hmm. So I always had that small town mentality. So, you know, some people, want, they're like this, they, they want to hide everything, they don't want to share anything. Yes. There's no secrets in this business. Listen, you do the same thing I do, you do the same thing, like, you may be better at something, he may be better at something, whatever. Yes. But we're all equal. We're, we're all born, we're all raised, we're all going to die, you know. So it's what you do with your time and, and how you assert yourself, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I was with Remax many years ago. Then in the early 90s, the market was crashing yes. and all the brokers were closing down. I got defrauded at that time and then I went to Royal Page. So I was there for many, many years. I was number two in Canada when I left them in 216 mm -hmm. to come back to Remax because I wanted to come back to, yeah. uh, to me, that was my family. Home. Right? Yeah. So, and it's not about the brands, it's just where I felt comfortable. Yeah, of course, of course. So what happens is that I got kicked out. I, I, I started a mastermind that I started. I got kicked out of that mastermind group because <laughs> I no longer was with Remax, mm. right? And I thought, how small-minded are you yeah. guys, yes, right? Yes. I said, because I was here at that time, you know, I was in the top, I don't know, 10 agents or 20 agents in North America already. Mm -hmm. And uh, they kicked me out because it was just a, a thing going, man, that's really sucks. So Mike Ferry was my mentor and my coach. Now, Mike Ferry, to me, was the greatest coach. And, you know, he still does business. But if you want to really learn something, the meat and potatoes and the real facts, he was the guy. Yes, yes, Like, yes. I go around North America, it was all the top agents. And so, and that's where most of us came from in my group. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay. So then I shared with, you know, I was in the M3, which is a mastermind group with him, which was all brands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's where I really started with the collaboration with all the brands. And I told you guys, you guys are so small-minded. So, you know, I blew by pretty much 99% of that mm -hmm. group by a large margin. And because they, they lived in a, a little pond versus a bigger ocean. So that's why, you know, by collaborating, you know, I, I, I'm being coached by a coach now, I won't mention his name, but it's pretty much all the top teams or agents in North America. 
and it's and it's never about the brand. It's just you, you, that me, whatever. Exactly it, yeah. And we're sharing concepts. That's right. We're sharing ideas. Yeah. And there's no hidden thing there. Mm -hmm. It's totally open. Here, come. There's my book. Go and look at sure. it. Right. Yeah. And it, it's amazing because, you know, that's why. I, and if you're not learning, and, and here's the problem. You know, I got friends that I grew up in the business, and you know, why are you gonna go like when I used to go to Mike? I used to go to Mike six times a year, right? Uh -huh. And they go, and even my ex-wife was the same way. Like, what are you stupid? <laughs> right now, I'm the, <laughs> why number, you keep coming back for I'm the, the number one agent in New York region for 22 consecutive yeah. years. Period. Out of mm. any brand. So, but you can't stay number one unless you do something different. Yeah. Yes. You know, like I'm getting older, and the young kids today. I mean, they're freaking brilliant. Like, I was talking to a kid, 18 years old. Uh, he works with his mother. They're in, from Montreal, whatever. But, you know, marketing, he knows all this marketing yes. stuff, right? He doesn't know the real estate business, really, but he knows about marketing. So, you know, if you don't keep working on yourself, you're never going to agree. You're going to die, right? Mm -hmm. So I always believe if you're not learning, you're dying. Yes, yes. So I've, I've always made it a point to probably take six seminars or courses every year to improve my skills and my knowledge that I could share it with my clients because mm -hmm. my clients are number one and then to share it with my team and anyone else that may be in my circle. Yes, right? yes. And listen, I may do something one way and you may say, hey, that works for me. I'm going to do that. And then you say, no, you know, I got an idea. Here's an idea for you. So we're just yeah. collaborating. We collaborate right? there. Yeah. And, and, and it's amazing when you have that type of concept. Well, that, that and, and you put yourself in an environment with like-minded people, obviously. And what people always underestimate is the value of getting shoulder to shoulder with somebody at that at that Mike Ferry course or the training or the no coaching or the mastermind or the bus conference the bus conference right here yeah, but that's this is like yeah. this is a good concept this is probably you know I do my own conferences sure you know I've done a few like the last one we had 430 people just in three weeks yeah so we're going to do another one. There'll be about 700. But again, it's not about brands. No. It's anybody. anybody. If we can build something. I'll make sure you guys are invited. Yes, Excellent. absolutely. Right? Maybe if... I'll even have you set your booth up outside. <laughs> there we go. Right? I like that. If we can build something brand agnostic and we're saying this is for the industry because we succeed, everyone in the industry succeed, this is where growth happens. And what... What, what I've heard you say there, Daryl, is you're just going after growth. Yes. And your goal as a leader of your team is... But I'm not only a leader of my team, I'm a leader of the industry. Of course. Right? I've of won course. every conceivable award that you can with either Royal Page, Remax, or Keller Williams. Yes. Right? You know, I'm top 10 Canada, top 10 Remax, top 10 Royal Page, whatever. So all, all the accolades you've received... And that's not about the accolades. It's about the people along the way that you help. Yes. Because at the end of the day, that you know, when you're younger, your ego is more driven than anything else. Yes, right? yes, yes. But I don't compete against anybody. I compete about myself. That, you know, I say people that know me 10 years ago or 20 years ago and 30 years ago maybe knew me well, but they don't know me today. Oh, nice. Because yeah. I've changed. You've changed. You're a different From man. From one year to so next year, there's a lot of things I've changed. I have 365 days to make lots of changes. Mm -hmm. So I look for a 20% change in everything that I do every single year. That's my mark. Excellent. So let me ask you this, Daryl. This 
this uh, need or desire to just get better, where is that coming from? Internal. Right? Who lit that spark for you? I, I was, I, when I was born, I was a preemie, right? I okay. came out a month early. So I was what they called back in those days a blue baby. Yeah. Right? You're good. So I yeah. sat in a little incubator for about a month. Sure. So, you know, I was in a hurry to get out. So, you know, I, <laughs> I love I, it. And 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 so that right from my DNA, yeah. that taught me to be a fighter. Listen, my mother's side, all the, the, the guys were all well over six feet, six four, six six, some of them. Yes. My father, short and stocky like me. So I got my father's build. My mother was very cakey like me, mm -hmm. and my father, part Portuguese, mm -hmm. dark, almost dark with your complexion, wow. believe it or not, okay. right? Jet black hair, he, he passed away at 93, full wow. set of black hair. So I wish I had it reversed, <laughs> right? I wish I had got the height, you know, with a little darker complexion, but it didn't happen. But, you know, so right from my young DNA, it taught me to be a fighter. Yeah. You know, I was never the biggest person ever. I was always the toughest mm -hmm. because then, in those days, growing up, I was the leader of the gang. I was like the godfather, would say, maybe <laughs> 60 or 100 people. Yes. And, um, you know, so the bullies in, in Toronto or whatever, you know, they'd pick on these guys or girls. So many times I end up fighting some guys that were like 100 pounds bigger than me and probably a foot and a half taller than me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, never started one fight, but I ended a lot of there it. You go. There right? you go. So, so I always fought for the underdog. Uh, mm -hmm. And it. even with my heart and my compassion, you know, yeah. I do a lot of things for charity. You know, Yellow Brick House is one of my, my biggest charity ones I give. I can name Million Dollar Smiles, that's for Handy. People with rare diseases yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. We're very familiar Heart with that. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's probably 20 of them that I did. And even when I was coaching with James Ray, something like Anthony Robbins, we used to go to these women's shelters. Even when I was with Royal Page, we used to go to women's shelters all around the world, and and go help them out. So, you know, giving back is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. My my goal when I started out to be was to be a medical doctor. Right? I, I worked at Connaught Laboratories and it became Nova Laboratories. And I want to be a doctor, not a people doctor, but scientific and research. Yes. Interesting, yeah. So I was in charge of quality control for insulin, for diabetics, Pantene and Best, mm. semi-government. The problem is that, you know, doctors would come in and I knew all the information, but I didn't have my doctorette. They'd become my boss automatically and they'd have to ask me for all the information. <laughs> so it was so, and it was so impolitically correct a lot of things because of government grants, yes. right? So they just want you to rubber stamp stuff. That's, I didn't believe in that. Mm -hmm. So I went, you know, since I was a young kid, I was the Monopoly King. And my father worked for very, he was the third richest man in Canada, Mr. Birkinshaw. And, uh, you know, had big place Forest Hill. He had a big place at Bayview and Leslie, hundreds of acres there. We used to race my go-karts at the track there. We used to go to these big mansions and drive the big Cadillacs then. You know, like I said, we were a poor family. We didn't have that, but mm -hmm. I seen a lot of wealth mm -hmm. growing up. And I said, yeah, I wanted a part of that. Yes. So I always, and, and I was the Monopoly King because we played with all our friends and family and very competitive. Mm -hmm. So I went into real estate. And, you know, in my first year, I sold 27 homes. Interest rates were 21%. Yeah, okay. there you have it. Right? Little reality, folks. Because I, I didn't I didn't know any better. Because what happens is too many people listen to social media. Mm -hmm. You know, be careful what you listen to because that's what you become. Right? Yes. Right or wrong, like as mm -hmm. Ford says. Right? 
So I didn't listen to it. I, I, I didn't really have any, like, I was always sales and everything, whether it be cards, be alleys, or always wheeling and shaking little things, whatever. And even when I was 16 years old, I used to sell jetwear. And, uh, you know, go to Young and Bloor or whatever. And so it was $1,000 jetwear when I was 16. Like, that was enormous prices. For Lifetime sure. warranty, great stuff. And I really believed in it. And I, you know, I excelled in sales. So I always just believed in real estate. We came from old school. That, you know, and then those days you would keep a property, you know, 20 or 30 years or something yeah. like that. And then you'd have a retirement package. You know, if I'm going to teach someone today, you should move every three to five years, get your equity out of there, and go build more wealth. Mm -hmm. You know, I always said to my parents, because I remember when I said to my dad, I said, Mom, I said, guys, you've been here for a long time. It's time for you to sell your house, right? I took my father an offer, and it was a good offer. There was no commission because it was just me. Yeah. And he, he said, no, I'm not quite ready. So they sold it, I think, five years later, but they sold it for, I think, Two hundred thirty or two hundred fifty thousand less. Less than yes. you. Less. Interesting. Right? Because the market then had yeah. done a shift. That was from eighty nine, and we were went down. Right. So what happens is that, you know, people just think real estate will always be here. No, it's peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. You know. So they say the market is not good now. The market is excellent now. The market had to make a readjustment yeah. because with the low inflation and the zero percent like interest rate they had yes. there. Prices, you know, I always learned that three to five percent was a good growth rate, right? You're talking a big ticket item. Your yes. home is your largest item. So the problem is that in the last three years and four years, and it used to be a seven-year cycle. So your yes. cycle would start like here, it would come up to here, then it would go down, but this is where it was. So the next plateau would be higher. Yes. Right? So it didn't matter. You owned real estate for say five, ten years, you would never lose money. Of course. Because you always got in that seven-year cycle. So the last cycle in 2017 and then at 208, they had the little dip there mm -hmm. for five months, went down 33%. And then the wind got back to the sale, went off like crazy again. And then it got out of control. You know, 20%, 23%, 67% in two or three years in outlying areas. So that was a false market, not a real market. Mm -hmm. So now the government had to step in, change with the interest rates, but they did it too quick and too much. Yes. Yeah. Eight times in, in, in nine months, 10 months, you know, because people that finance in 2020 now have to refinance in 2023. So they were only paying, say, $2,000 a month. Now they could be paying four or $5,000 right. a month. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't really strategize or think that out very clearly, right? Yeah. yeah. And even now with the foreign investment they're talking about January 1st. And now, already, we're only into... <laughs> Three months in. in. And they made a whole lot of changes. That, right. Oh, you can do this, you can do this. Yeah. Right? It was full of loopholes anyway. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, here's, so... Here's what I'd love to know, is for someone that's been in the industry as long as you have, and, and we can say, and you've said it, you, the illustrious career and accolades and everything, but the, the reality of it is you've experienced many peaks and valleys yes. and trends and things like that. I would that. say five big markets. Five big markets. Okay, So this excellent. is not anywhere near the biggest. Interesting. People that are new because 90, National Real Estate Association says almost 90% of the agents are less than seven years in the business. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm mean, an old dog, right? Yeah. So yeah. they never experience a bad market. Yes. So anybody can sell in a hot market, right? right? If the, you know, you go when the fish are spawning, you go throw your rod in there, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whoa, you're whoa, good. you're, you're good. catching, right? 
So they never really knew the concept of actually going out and working. Mm -hmm. You know, they they had that false thing, as one of them said on the thing about, oh, houses, they think houses should sell in, you know, two weeks or less. They used to average 45 days 45 at least. 45 days, 60 right? days, yeah. 60 average days, days on market. So yeah. you're going to go back to that. You know, your your time period of actually selling. Listen, it's a big ticket thing. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that long. It needs to be exposed. It needs your marketing. needs your negotiation skills that you can do that. So the young ones just think they can just do social media mm-hmm. and it just drive them. But, you know, they, someone can have $3 million of pressures, but not really one sale. That's yes. right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So... It's not about being a, a, a Hollywood movie star. It's about giving value back. Yes. And that's why you're here, that's why you're here, and that's why I'm here. Of course. Everybody that's here at this Buzz Conference is learning to collaborate, learning to work together. Because listen, tomorrow we could be selling a house together. Of course. Right? of course. And that's really what you want, because you want to know the person. On the other side. You know, because sometimes I get agents come up to me, you know, they haven't checked out who I am, and I'm not trying to be egotistic, but... You know, I've sold 14,000 homes over $6.5 billion worth of real estate. So, you know, this agent might have sold 10 or 20 houses or 30 houses, whatever. And they're, ooh, look at me, I'm just tired. And I'm going, wait, let's check your ego at the door. That's right. <laughs> you obviously haven't checked out who I am, mm-hmm. number one. But it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about our I, clients. It's right. I have the seller, you have the buyer. So let's collaborate and let's see if we, because they're going to, you know, do their little battle or whatever it is because they mm-hmm. want the best deal. They want the best deal. So it's up to us to make them come together that they can neutralize each other yep. and everybody be happy. Mm-hmm. Right? So I right away, I, I say, check that ego yeah. at the door. If you're going to be like that, we're never going to be able to help anybody. Right? So that's the key of having these events because now, you know, a lot of stuff, this, in my old school, you knew everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. We sure. everything was done face to face. There was yep. none of the phones and none of the computers. Yes. So you knew everybody. Today, you don't even know who the other seller, like the buyer is. You don't know like the agent. You know, probably you haven't. You talked to them on the phone only, and it's by email. So by having this, you put the faces. You, Excellent. So Excellent. you get to put that feeling right. Yeah. So, you know, now I met you guys this week. We've knew each other, but we never had this. Correct. So now we'll be like buddies for life. That's That's right. right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We passed uh, our cross. (laughs) What am I trying to say? We saw each other last night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Right? We crossed many times. No, but I'm saying you've built more that, like, this. Because now you've come to this. Exactly. Exactly. And I had mentioned to you, you and I had met many 10, years ago 15 years yes. ago and then of course our paths go separate That's ways right. and and it's events like this it's getting shoulder to shoulder so when i do pick up that phone to daryl it's garrett i got a client looking at such and such yeah man that, that, and then that's a camaraderie and you're saying that's yes. how we get to collaborate that's together. exactly it and, and we've been so missing that in the industry covid accelerated that really that, that really yeah. screwed everybody up. covid that, really accelerated that almost three years of that bs yeah, yeah. right yeah so that's so. why having these that's why i did my event in november 30th because i made it free yes i got it covered i got some sponsors mm-hmm. and i said because the agents haven't been able to get out there yeah. and to collaborate they were yeah. just hungry and right? i think daryl if i may i think it's important for for 
uh, agents like yourself who have had that tremendous success have been in the industry and have that tenure and pedigree, and then for Colin and I to be following in that footsteps so others can see that how it's modeled and how, not how it should be done, but how it can be done and it can be done so much better. Yes? 200%. Yeah. And that's really the key. Sure. You need great leadership, you know, because that's what the industry is about. If you follow bad leadership, yeah. it makes the whole real estate bad. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of times the public has bad things like car salesmen, real estate agents, yes, lawyers, yes, yes. whatever the case might be. Yeah. So the more professional Gary can make, Colin, myself, or any of the other leaders, we lift it, the it industry. lifts the industry up. Yes. And that's what you want to make it. You want to make it much more professional. You want to make it harder for them to get into the industry. Yes. That So when they uh, take these two-year courses now, I love it, right? Sure. Because they have to become more educated and it's, it has nothing, listen, we have to follow the rules and regulations, whether we like them or we don't sometimes. They're there for a purpose, yes. we have to follow them. So if we all follow them by the book, and then we all collaborate and we work together, it makes for a lot better industry. I love working with people that I, I know. Absolutely. Like they call me up and they say, what do you got? And I said, I say, they might have called me something else. Oh, you got something? And I said, oh, yeah, you know, we just got this. Or this is coming out. Mm -hmm. So your collaboration, so everybody wins. The clients win, number one. We win because it's a lot easier to yes. put the transaction together. Because we're all working on the same. Here's what my clients are looking for. What are your clients working yep. for? Okay, let's strategize, let's, yes, let's right? Make let's, let's make this happen. Yes. And that's the most important thing. Then the clients, listen. You know, I, I know many times I, I even introduced my sellers to the buyer agent and I said, listen, these guys were the best people to work with. We wouldn't have got here unless they were not so collaborative. Yes. And I personally thank them, right, in front of my clients and even their clients that I tell them, your agent, agent worked for you, worked, fought for you. They, yes. You would have never got this house without their hard work and collaboration. Yeah. And I really stress that out pretty much every time I can. So when I have offers, like I just had to a multiple offer at my house. We sold the place for 438,000, believe it or not. And uh, we sold one last year, the guy's buddy just down the street. And they knew my name and that, so they hired us. And so we had the agents all coming into the office. So the guy was there with his clients and you know, I said, okay, you go here and, and they did it. And I brought everybody together. We all shook hands, mm -hmm. took pictures and stuff. And everybody was, absolutely so incredibly happy right I, I love that and i think it's i've done that in the past and, and clients love it the other realtor appreciates the acknowledgement i think it's important for well, there's you there's under, nothing underhanded because That's right you know if it's just on a, a docusign or something yeah. you don't see you don't everybody's see in the office so everybody that was there had the fair opportunity yep right yep. like i had another one where i even knew the agent you know he's another remax just for argument's sake and he was and he got mad at me because his clients didn't get it. So he's going all this shit. I go, you, you had an opportunity. There, you know, there's multiple offers. They said everybody I give like three chances to improve your offer. I said, I, what am I going to take? One week? Yes. I said, this is your last time. <laughs> give your best offer. We're going to take an offer tonight. Excellent. My clients were happy. The other client agent was happy, and the buyers and sellers were happy. There right? You have they it. bought half the furniture. Yes. There but you, have you know, it. you had one agent because he he lost it. He got mad. Yeah. Hey, in multiple offers, it's it's hard if you're the listing broker, you're the listing broker, and or even if you're the buyer agent, and you lost it. I feel so bad because I, anyone that comes, I, I try and do my best to help them. But unfortunately, 
if you're in a multiple offer, whether it be the buyer or seller, if someone loses out. Somebody loses. Yeah, there's only right? two happy families that yeah, night. That's and then, right. So we got to wrap this up. We could talk for hours, and I love yes. it. Maybe one day we're going to have to do that. Yes. But, uh, Daryl, uh, how do people reach out to you? What's the best way to contact you? Uh, you can reach me through 905-907-5464. Our home's at DarylKing.com. Any questions, thoughts, concerns? Reach out to us. We, you know, other agents want to come in. Sometimes they come into some of our training classes. We invite them in. They're more than welcome. Right? You guys can come in. Excellent. Right? Excellent. So, so there you have it. The king of real estate, Gerald King, uh, one of our favorites. And of course, that's Sir Colin Campbell. I'm Gary McGowan, and we'll see everyone in the next episode. Bye Goodbye for now. For guys. Now. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button so new episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. Please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. Now go make it an amazing day for somebody.